Hey, what's up, bar folks? Welcome back, man, to the Bar Podcast. Another Tuesday coming through your speakers, your earbuds. You know the rest, baby. It's your boy. We in here. So this is a throwback episode, man. This is an episode where I interview the guys from uh, Cultish. The Coaches Podcast guys, man, super, super, super cool guys. This is from 2021, man. We had a really good conversation. Um, those guys are still doing their thing, man, when it comes to analyzing Colts and uh, putting out really good content, man. That's the thing that drew me to them. They really put out really good quality content and they really do their research and they put a lot of work into what they do, man. So shout out to those guys, man. This episode, we had fun like we always do on the Bar Podcast, man. So make sure you check them out. Enjoy this episode. Leave a review. Screenshot your player. Let people know you like the throwback. Throwback. We might need to move the show to Thursday. Throwback Thursday. I don't know. But also, I want to let you guys know, man, that um, we're going to have a guest host, man. My man David from Exposit the Word is going to be a guest host on the Bar Podcast. So if you tune in, the intro music is the same, but that voice that comes on right at the intro music might be a little different. If it's different, don't panic. Don't worry. We got a guest host, man, and he's going to uh, fill my shoes as things kind of roll in my career and I figure out how we're going to work and operate this, man. Uh, he's going to fill in for me, and I'm super excited for him to do that. And I know you guys are going to enjoy him because he's a great guy, uh, my brother David. And uh, one more thing, man, I want to shout out Nick, uh, my, my audio director. Uh, I just gave him a promotion right here. And I also want to shout out Jessica uh, Clark. Uh, she's doing the video stuff on YouTube, man, so... I don't know what God is doing with this podcast, man, but I'm just super grateful that I was able to do it for this many years and so many people are reaching out to help. And I thank you guys for staying subscribed and listening to the bar, man. So till next time. Oh, never mind. Check out this episode. Come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast. The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets. The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically performing, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah, the bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you are listening. And like I do every week, I love to start the show by thanking the listeners. Appreciate you guys listening to the bar, rocking with the bar, shouting out the bar, checking us out, man. It's just been an awesome ride, man. I've been doing this for four years and every year it's always fun, man. I love coming through your speakers every Tuesday. And like I do every week, I bring in awesome guests. This awesome guest, I'm telling you guys, uh, well, not just one, it's actually two. I've been listening to him for a while and I just had to stalk him on Instagram to get him on the show, but we finally have the brother from Coltish. So what's up, uh, Andrew? What's up, Jeremiah? How y'all brothers doing, man? 
We're doing good, man. Uh, we're super excited to talk to you. Super excited. Super excited super. to talk to you about all things, all things cultish and what a cultish year it's been. It has. It has. This is, I mean, even though this episode probably won't drop to 2021, I'm sure it's going to be pretty cultish then as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, so, got showing no signs of slowing. Exactly. Exactly. So let's jump right in, man. I, I like to, in the beginning, allow uh, everyone to kind of introduce themselves. So I'm going to start with you, Andrew, trying to introduce yourself to a little bit about you and Jeremiah, you come in on the back end and we just kind of go back and forth like that. Yeah. So I'm the super sleuth uh, from Coltish and I've been blessed to be able to talk about Jesus and the glorious truth of the gospel over, uh, I don't even know, over podcast format. And it's been a blessing for the last two years. Uh, I was raised Christian, but you know, my teenage years, I was definitely like the prodigal son, but the mm-hmm. Lord drew me back in when I was a little bit older and I'm saved by grace through faith. So that that's me in a nutshell. That's the that's, super sleuth. That's the Lincoln bio. That's the Instagram bio description. Right yeah, there. that's my Instagram bio. <laughs> um, yeah, so same with me. Like I grew up in a Christian household and I kind of just always knew this new things intellectually. My first exposure to the cults was going to a school that was about 98% Mormon. So mm. that was sort of the first time I sort of stepped outside my group of yes men because I was just kind of a sheltered, homeschooled, nerdy kid and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, through that process, when I was learning about Mormonism, my older sister gave me a book called Letters to a Mormon Elder, which just so mm. happened, some of you may have heard of James White. Well, uh, that was really the first book on apologetics I ever read. Now, while I wasn't a Christian at the time, I am really confident that kind of gave me the real foundation, uh, fundamental foundations of, uh, I think, I remember this chapter to this day, almost his heart, what is truth? Chapter one of Letters to a Mormon Elder. And um, it wasn't until about a year later, um, after I went to the school, where I had a near-death uh, death experience that made mm. me really question whether or not I was a Christian or not. And that really led me to saving faith uh, in Christ. And so I've, I've known Jeff uh, Durbin for about 20 something years. We have a long history, the extended history that includes a lot of ministry to the cults uh, about two years ago. Uh, Jeff kind of, no, a little, little over two years, probably about three years ago, uh, Jeff reached out to me, talked about focusing on a ministry of Apology Studios that's strictly focused to the cults. And I, I was like, well, let's do a podcast, just nothing about cults because Apology Studios, Apology Radio had done stuff about that, but it was just, a, it was becoming more of a broad variety. And now primarily a lot of their focus is on end abortion now and a lot of other uh, social topics and things like that. So, uh, we came up with the idea cultish and we launched back in October of 2018. And, um, you know, from the very get go is really the main influence behind the podcast. The person that had a huge influence on it was uh, the late Dr. Walter Martin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only was he a brilliant in regards to apologetics, but communicating very complex and controversial virtual issues in a very way to the native tongue. And not only was he brilliant as far as communicating and apologetics wise, he was known as kind of like a walking library. Uh, some one of these days, man, you need to listen to this audio series called Walter Martin under fire, where he just takes questions rapid fire. Um, but he was also just completely brilliant in regards to media distribution. You know, you think about your podcast and the mm-hmm. audience that you have, you know, we have our audience that, you know, our last episode with it, and this is not to say brag about or anything like that, to show you like what's possible with the medium that we have right now. Um, the last episode we did on the Enneagram, uh, just downloads alone was around 16,000. Mm-hmm. So, and those are people all around the world. So that yep. means that there's this controversial subject that we get to put, be salt and light to. We get to have one conversation, 16,000 people plus people listen to that in the first week. And in many ways, Walter Martin really did that with tape distribution mm-hmm. and just audio cassettes and media distribution. So in many ways, uh, 
cultish as a direct result of uh, Dr. Walter Martin's ministry. And uh, yeah, and so it's it's amazing to see, you know, the godly legacy that he had allowing a podcast like this uh, to be out there. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you ran right into my next question, which is cool. I'm cool with that because... <laughs> I was going to ask, you know, what what was the kind of the inspiration, what started? And I appreciate you talking about it. I got mad respect for uh, Walter Martin. That actually was one of the first books I actually read. Like, I'm not an avid reader. Uh, my wife yeah. bought, um, I can't even remember the, the name of it, uh, but it was one of those something about cult or the uh, occult. I can't remember. Kingdom but, of the occult. Kingdom of the occult. Yes, there you go. That's the first book because it, that stuff intrigued me, man. And, uh, and big, you know, much respect for the things that he's he's done and and definitely you know love hearing about numbers never never be ashamed or feel like you're bragging when you're talking about doing the work for god man because it's not for our glory it's for his glory so i want to throw that out there because i always throw out just thinking numbers and of course i'm not bragging i'm just talking about the work but anyway Amen. Andrew, let's get to you, man, because uh, Jeremiah kind of took up the first half of the show. So we're going to just talk to you <laughs> for the second half. I'm just kidding. But um, so we kind of got a genesis of the show. I mean, of the idea. How did you get pulled in? What right. was there anything in your background that kind of led you in, in this direction? Yeah. So I had relationships with LDS people as well. You know, growing mm-hmm. up in Arizona, that just tends to happen. Right. And so. The way I found Apologia pretty much was I was at work and I was wanting to Google just like some debates between an LDS person and a Christian. And of course, Apologia's yes. uh, videos popped up and I was like, oh, that looks like the the LDS temple out here and all of that. And I started watching the videos and I was like, it is. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, Pastor Jeff's actually a pastor out here. So I was like, you know, talking to my wife, I was like, we got to go to this church. But once we go to this church, this is like, this is the real deal. You know what I mean? Like this right. is apologetics. So I started going and actually, I think the second person I met at Apologia was Jerry. And I knew who he was because after I found out about Apologia, I like binge listened to all the Apologia radio episodes and all of this stuff. But I met Jerry and he actually introduced himself to me by saying he actually controls the Apologia Studios Instagram. Like he was super <laughs> proud of it. He was like super proud of that. And I was like, you sound like Nostral Domus. So if anyone's listening and they don't know Jerry's like OG nickname, it's actually Nostral Domus. And he's uh. really good at impersonations. But anyways, so Jerry and I just started talking and we start talking about cults. And that's one thing I've always been super, super interested in. I was already reading Kingdom of the Cults. I was just trying mm-hmm. to sharpen my apologetic and I was already doing research and Jerry and I just like naturally had conversations. I'm like, oh, dude, I've already written like 30 pages on Oneness Pentecostals. Let's talk about wow. it, you know? Yeah. So it was like a weird natural relationship yeah. that God brought together. I noticed, so I noticed uh, Andrew, I noticed that Andrew was having the skill set as we were talking. I would bring up a topic and next thing you know, it would be like, the, remember the original Matrix, the guy Tank, he would say like, <laughs> Neo's like guns, lots of guns. And I was right. like, hey, give me some research. Like, what do you think about this, about Jim Jones, like from 1970 to 1971? And next thing you know, there'd be this five page outline. I'm like, goodness gracious, what's going on here? Um, but you know, that just worked out and in timely. So, and Andrew was initially the researcher of the show. And mm-hmm. this is just funny with the timely. If you remember about, uh, it was about two years ago that Jeff had a seizure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Jeff was helping me uh, at that time, Jeff and I were co-hosting it right. and it just so happened that it was like, well, what am I going to do? My co-host is in the hospital and we had just launched this show and I just said, hey, Andrew, why don't you come on? 
Oh and that began, <laughs> that began, that, that from then on, he's been my co-host ever since. Yeah, you can listen to our first episode where it's just Jerry and I's uh, through Jones colored glasses. And that, that, those are some of my favorite episodes, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I love them. Yeah. Nice, nice. Now that, that is a great story. And, and, you know, you know, the, the episodes I've listened to recently, you know, the Enneagram and all that, you guys are compliment each other well, you know, and always when I help people start podcasts, that's the one thing I tell them is you have to learn chemistry. And the fact that you got, you can tell that you guys have been working together and, and, and kind of know how to flow off of each other. And, and, and that's, that's always beautiful to, uh, to witness. So with the, you guys had a lot of stuff, uh, launch this week. Uh, like I said, I don't know when this episode is going to drop. Um, what, what kind of is the vision going forward? What are some, some things for us, to, for us to look out for, like different topics that you got on the horizon or different projects or things? going on what do you guys got got in the hopper yeah well i think one of the things we we've been we really want to do is that in many ways we've been behind the studio and you know behind the microphone but in many ways we want to get out a whole lot more onto the street get a whole lot more mobile and into Mm -hmm. the culture and into like the world of the cults physically and so uh so definitely you know, we have things in the pipeline this year where we want to just go in different hotbeds of the cults. I mean, we've, we've done stuff in Salt Lake City, Utah previously. Uh, we had a series called Cultish Embedded where we went up and did evangelism. And so, you know, Utah is just right next door. So right. we definitely want to try and do that. Um, there's also, we've had some episodes on UFOs and aliens. So our, our goal next year, we'd like to go up some time to Vegas and, and, and maybe get as close to Area 51 as we can and do like a podcast outside of as close as we're allowed to get. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Um, you know, and just, I mean, how, you know, fun stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do think, I do think that we're in this very interesting cultural shift that because of what, in many ways of what's happening even now in 2020 um, and the draconian stuff is uh, laws and, and just this, the oppressive state is mm-hmm. really a result of this run towards secular humanism. Hmm. But I believe mm-hmm. as the run towards secular human humanism arises, there becomes people still have a Jesus shaped hole. And so there's this craving for the supernatural right. and the new way and the new age and the occult in many ways is kind of like the new, new atheism hmm. where now you get to kind of be spiritual, but still be autonomous <laughs> and mm-hmm. kind of have, have your cake and, and eat it too. It's the atheist children's uh, revolt against atheism, diving right into the occult, you know, and wow. uh, our, yeah. our vision essentially is like, there's a, there's a, a kingdom of darkness, right? Mm-hmm. But the light has come into the world and the darkness shall never overcome it. So in a visionary approach, it's we want to bring the power of the gospel into the kingdom of darkness on almost every aspect in front. Right. So getting right. down and dirty, engaging with the cults in one on one conversations and helping equip people you know, to Mm -hmm. know who their Lord and savior is to memorize scripture and to go out and preach the gospel. Like Mm. Christ died so that we can go do those things. Like that's the most important thing, you know, and give Mm -hmm. people the resources in order to do that. Yeah. So in many ways, I believe like the next year, uh, I think we're going to be, there's just going to be a a bigger focus on the supernatural and the fringe and the world, the occult, because that's just a fascination that people have. And and, in fact, uh, I don't know the artist, is Kesha, who's had some, yeah, of all people, she's got her own show huh. now, a podcast. She's just debuting, and it's all about the occult. And she's oh, okay. going to, and she's going to be interviewing different mediums and and mm-hmm. people who are into astral projection. 
you know, and she's at, she has Alice Cooper on of all people as her first guest, which is interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought yeah, he was a Christian. I thought so too. So oh, be, I'm interested yeah. to hear what he says. But the bottom line is that you've got someone who's a main pop star in many ways now normalizing uh, right. in many ways things that, you know, God talked about a very long, long time ago. And then you mm-hmm. have people like Joe Rogan, who's normalizing the use of psychedelics and, and taking DMT and, and going onto this astral plane and talking yeah. to little green men. So in many ways, <laughs> they're, this is becoming a lot more normalized where right. people need to have apologetics and rational answers to that. So I definitely see that, definitely see that being a focus in 2021. That's, it's yeah. crazy to think that like people are spiritually drowning Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and they've been sinking for so long. It went from this atheistic worldview to now they're just trying to reach for anything in order to have some spiritual reason for existence. And they're going to the wrong places. There's yep. no life, life raft there. You know, like we're, we're dead in our trespasses and sins and we need, we need Christ. We need the gospel. These, it's just showing us a sign of the times of the world that we're living in that Jesus needs to pre- be preached that much clear, which is how we ought to speak. Right. right. Like Paul says in Colossians and He's the only answer. We, we Christians have the answer, you know? Yeah, no, totally, totally. I love that. I love the direction. Um, I guess the question I have uh, kind of to follow up on that, because I found uh, in my Christian journey, similar to yours, uh, Andrew, uh, you know, in it and then got a, became a teenager, fell away and then came back. Um, yeah. Uh, my question is, what about the the supernatural, quote unquote, uh, on the Christian side? You know, the the folks right. that are that are talking about, you know, demons and 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 you know, taking scripture out of context. And because uh, mm. I I even remember, I used to be in the charismatic circles. Um, I right. even remember. Uh, uh, fabricating my own story, just to be honest. You know, now you look back, you be honest, and like, yeah, I, I was lying. I wasn't. That was not the truth. <laughs> you know. So, and I'll tell you the story. My listeners probably like, what did you say? So, uh, I was actually <laughs> a um, at the time I was a middle school kind of like a middle school pastor, but not necessarily a pastor title. Um, and I was teaching, actually teaching the boys on um on, you know, demons and, and, uh, possession and things like that. And so after the class was over, I was packing up, you know, we were in a gym and one of the chairs slid off the wall. And I promise like my hairs on my neck stood up. You could, you couldn't have told mm. me Satan had didn't walk in the gym and slid that chair down. But by the time I told somebody else, you know, all the chairs were sliding down at once. And <laughs> <laughs> so you That's got, are funny. you guys going to address, you know, that side of the game, yeah. man, Christians that are, that are talking about this stuff, but, you know, terribly misusing context and scripture and things like that. I I think that's a very valid point. Yeah. What we don't want to do is we don't want to overemphasize the evil and spiritual warfare that's going on in the world with, with making people forget that the Bible says in Romans chapter one, that humans are inventors of evil. Mm. Right. So we are also extremely wicked just as the demons are wicked. Right. So we don't ever want to overshadow that and just say everything is demons and all of this stuff like that. Well, no, the very first problem that we have is being humans is our relationship with God. Mm. Right. We're severed. We're severed from him. So that is our first and main focus. And I think that is a really good, uh, that that's, that's a good area we should explore a little bit too, is like 
not trying to demonize everything. And there are people groups, Mm -hmm. you know, like churches that do. And that that is a big issue. Yes. Yeah. Everything was a demon. I promise. Like they got a whole, what was it? The pigs in the parlor where they just called everything demons. The sound start messing up. Ah, you sound demon. Get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) You need to pray them demons out. Pray them demons out, man. Well, it's it's almost like a a reverse pantheism where Mm. instead of like all is God, it's like all is Satan or all all is, all is of the devil. And, um, I know for me, when it comes to the supernatural, I have what are called my skepticals, which, you know, when I start hearing about a lot of, you know, these extreme examples of spiritual experience, yeah, in many ways I do become skeptical because in many ways it's, it's the invisible realm. Mm -hmm. So you call it, it's kind of a story without having any physical or tangible proof. But what I think is that you need to have a level headed way to approach it because the Bible does talk about those things. They are relevant. And just because there's an abuse of it doesn't negate its reality. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and Good so, point. for example, if you read Walter Martin's Kingdom of the Occult, especially in the first couple of chapters, he lays a very strong foundation of scripture to explain how the Bible is a dimensional book. You have the mm-hmm. physical realm and you have the spiritual realm, just like in Ephesians, it talks about we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. But yep. however, uh, Satan is a prince and power of the air. So it's referring specifically to dimensions and there's dimensions that are okay to cross over. And there's other ones that you should not cross over. And that is the realm where you get information, but it's, to, it's derived from, from satanic power. Right. It's not necessarily so, truth. Right. So mm. if someone starts do- toying around with a Ouija board and they start having spiritual oppression or something happens and all of a sudden you bring, you invoke the name of Jesus and there's this spiritual hostility there. Like, there's a there's a framework without any sensationalism. There's, there's a biblical framework. We have the physical to make sense of the spiritual, which is which is scripture. Mm-hmm. So I think there has to be a level headed uh, way to approach yes. it. And I think many times people who experience the abuse of it tend to swing way yes. hardcore into strict sensationism where they just, <laughs> they, they would kind of roll their eyes yep. at anybody talking about supernatural. I think that then that level, that's dangerous too, yeah. because I know people who've, especially in the two years that we've been on cultish and talking with different people who've been in the new age, there's, they've seen and, and they've seen and experienced things that are all similar that can make sense with scripture when they were dabbling in these things that God says don't do. Mm-hmm. And when they turn to Christ and they invoke the name of, and they, and they invoke the name of Jesus and they, and they confided in him, that's when many ways this oppression stops. So there's a, mm. there's a level headed framework yeah. through, through scripture to understand it. In fact, by the time that this episode drops out, which you said will be around January, we will have released a series that actually de- deals with aspects Perfect. of demons and exorcism and a lot of those things that in many ways has been abused by, you know, certain evangelical people like Bob Larson mm-hmm. or, you know, a lot of other extremism. But again, the extremism, the extremism doesn't negate the reality at all. It, it, like if, it assumes the authentic, the, it's a counterfeit, but that assumes there's an, there's an authentic and right. we have to, and, but the ultimate way to find the authentic is through scripture, not experience. That's exactly. right. It's like we're, we're like walking on a, on a, tightrope, you know what I mean? Really mm-hmm. high up and you can fall on either side, but we have that balancing pole and that pole needs to be scripture. We don't want yes. to fall off of the rope. We want to stay consistent and run in the race, right? We're running the race. 
Nice, nice, nice. Okay, that's you know that I call that uh, alley oop because I, I heard you talking about it on the live, and I wanted to go there, and it just all lined up, man. So you're <laughs> perfect, right. perfect. Anyway. Alley-oop. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> all right, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back in here with my good friends from Cultish. If you haven't subscribed, please go and subscribe. We'll have a link to everything they got going on in the show notes. And fellas, on this side of the show, this is where we do the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests. And uh, everybody that's ever been on the show had these questions, and they're really fun, and I like to do them. So I'm going to start with uh, Andrew again, and then right. uh, we'll, we'll just go back and forth. First signature question is, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Oh, man. I love uh, hardcore and, like, death metal. Nice. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. Like, heavy, heavy music, but I also like extremely sad music that, that where people expose the, the depth of their depravity. In the mm. sense of like the human condition, I want to hear <laughs> the calling out for God or the depth of their despair when they deny God. Mm. So that that's the kind of music I I like. <laughs> that's a that's a good answer. I'm not sure. <laughs> Great answer. All right, Jay, what's yours? Mm. Favorite music you listen to? It- Favorite music? I don't know if I have a favorite music, but I have favorite types of music uh, and bands and stuff like that. So, yeah, just a couple of them. I like some of the older, uh, you know, Christian contemporary music. So definitely Mm -hmm. like the old school Jars of Clay. Uh, DC Talk, Jesus Freak just has 25th anniversary. So I definitely like to crank that every now and then. Uh, I do love, I'm a huge Skillet fan. So I know you've had John Cooper on the podcast before. And um Honestly, like I love his new stuff, but I think when I first became a Christian, a lot of his songs like really because I knew everything intellectually and it was a struggle for me to like grasp like the reality that I believed in something tangible. But songs like 
like more faithful and like Saturn has a ring around it. Locked mm-hmm. in a cage. Yeah, so locked in a cage that like somehow Mary the the gospel message like with my heart. Right. So wow. so stuff like that. Yeah. But um and also like I'm a huge movie nerd, so like movie soundtracks. Yes. Um I like Hans Zimmer, George uh, James Newton Howard. Um you know, just I love good music that tells a story. So, uh, like the movie uh, Interstellar that came out a couple of years ago, Christopher Nolan's film with mm-hmm. uh, Matthew McConaughey. Out of this world, it's it's amazing. Like one of the aspects of the of the soundtrack is it's got this pipe organ, and Hans Zimmer came up with the idea of the pipe organ because he wanted to sort of have this idea, and it's one of those giant church pipe organs too. So he mm. kind of wanted to sort of communicate through music what it's like to be all alone in space. And it just wow. works so perfectly together. So that's, that's a small a thing. That's a small thing. We'll have to, <laughs> yeah, I got a broad variety. That's, that's a short, that's a short answer. So that's awesome. Yeah. Being, being alone in space is like a phobia of mine. Like I just, I think about it. I start panicking. (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? I'll start with you, Jay. Uh, What books am I currently reading? Well, I've been surely slowly getting through a book called putting Jesus in this place. Um, and that's it's a it's a book that kind of goes through the just making a case for the deity of Jesus. So it's really theologically rich. Mm. So that's a fun like theological one. And also the historically, I'm going through this book for an upcoming series on a guy named William Branham. Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going through a book uh, by him, by a guy who's a notable historian to get in there in the future. And so that and the Bible. Nice. There we go. All right, Andrew. All right. Yeah. So I'm currently reading Slaying Leviathan. Mm. Uh, that's that's good. I'm only like two chapters in, though, but I just finished Richard Rohr and the Enneagram Secret. Mm-hmm. That was really good. And I just finished God in Government by Gary DeMar. And that was phenomenal mm. so those are about three books that i you know two of them i literally just finished them you know so that's hot off the press in my mind but that and i'm gonna have to go with the jesus juke like jerry did nice. in the bible yeah <laughs> i've been reading a colossians so much and i think it is so pertinent to the culture that we live in today with right. the gnostic and esoteric yeah. thought and paul through the power of the holy spirit destroys it for yeah. Colossians. He drops the mic like every chapter. It's like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. I've been in Exodus. I've been digging Exodus. Nice. Dang. Sweet, sweet. All right. Last signature bar question, which is going to be interesting. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Either one first. Dang. Okay. So I listen to Cross Politic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to The Dividing Line. Mm-hmm. And I listen to Apologia Radio. So I'd say like those are like the three main ones. Oh, no, no. And the Theology Pugcast. I mean, I'm reading Slaying Leviathan. So obviously, I listen also to Theology Pugcast. So nice. that, that, that's me. Sermons. I just... Uh, mainly listen to the sermons from uh from pastor jeff and sure. pastor james and stuff yeah yeah so just a couple of the podcasts that i like is um i feel like lately just because of the whole situation the with the whole political climate, sometimes I get a little bit into listening to all the different political podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's a guy I like to listen to every now and then, but you have to take like a month breather after li- listening to one episode is uh, Michael Savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he is based out of San Francisco, but I believe he's retiring. So every now and then I like to listen to him. Um, I do like to listen. There's a couple of, uh, there's a podcast. I like Cooper stuff. That's mm-hmm. good. Cause mm-hmm. I, I like really 
Obviously, I mentioned his like of music. His podcast is great too. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to every now and then, the Tinfoil Hat podcast with Sam Tripoli. It kind of it kind of gives me a bearing on what the Fringe is talking about in many ways. So mm. It's definitely a secular podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan Experience. I tune in that from time to time. Cause that's kind of like a, that's going to get a bearing. Cause I think that the Joe Rogan experience is kind of like the digital Areopagus of the world. <laughs> uh, we're all the philosophers and that's sort of like the pulse of the culture. Right. So in many ways you can kind of know about what's going on by listening to what's going on there. But yeah, and every now and then I, I still like to listen to Sheologians and and Dividing Line and and I do like Allie B. Stucky, so I like her. And uh, every now and then I like to listen to a lot, some Michael Heiser on the Naked Bible podcast. So hmm. I always like to mix it up and keep it interesting. Love it, love it. Good a good diet of podcasts. I love that. Awesome guys. Well, listen, I really appreciate you guys taking time out on your busy afternoon to talk to me, man. This has been really fun uh, and highly anticipated, and um, I. Always like to leave space at the end for uh, kind of any words of encouragement, any closing words, and also let everybody know uh, where they can find you guys. Either one of you guys want to take that? Um, I'll say one thing real quick, and I'll let Andrew jump in because I mean, Andrew's always has something to say. But uh, <laughs> lately, I've been thinking about this because right now there's a lot of things that are uncertain when it comes to what's going on in the world. Is there some, you know, what what are especially? I think there's there's a obsession to kind of get overly overboard into conspiracies and, obs- mm. and really an obsession with things that are outside of your control. I mean, in ways that are, when things are having their injustice, as Christians, we could, we should have a voice to speak out against them. But, um, in many ways it's, it's very easy to lose track of the big picture. And I think one of my favorite verses when I was going through Exodus was, um, it was when the plague of hail in Exodus nine. And, um, and this is what, uh, and this is uh, Exodus 9, verse 13. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning, present yourself before Pharaoh, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on you yourself, and your servants and your people, that you may know that there is none, like uh, none like me in all the earth. For by now... I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence and you would have been cut off from the earth. But for this purpose, I have raised you up to show my power that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So essentially what you see there is God saying to Pharaoh that uh, your only reason why you're here and you're in power is so that my name can be made famous. Amen. But if mm. you look... If you look very closely, if you just if you just have a very ground level view, uh, what you're going to see is you're going to see this corrupt secular nation that was full of occult dark arts. You had the you had the magicians who emulated uh, the the staff turning into a serpent. Yep. Uh, you had you know everything to do with the book of the dead and the mummies mm-hmm. and the and all those weird whatever the whatever the is is or isn't true about the pyramids and how they're connected to whatever like or what they're connected to to get that information. The bottom line is that there were conspiracies. There were practitioners of dark arts. There were people conspiring and even holding God's people in slavery. But God allowed that to happen ultimately so his name could be made famous throughout all the earth. So what God said to Pharaoh there applies towards any major player, whoever is president, whoever is in, whoever is uh, in charge of, whoever is running China, like all the world events. Mm-hmm. That, apl- that passage applies for anyone. So what I would encourage people to do is that you need to, if you look at the 
take an aerial view of God raising up these people so his name could be made famous. And I think if you have that view of God's sovereignty, it does make life a little bit easier, especially as a Christian. Mm. Wow. Love Dude, it. that's like a, Jerry, that's mic drop, mic drop, mic drop, bro. Like I, man, there's nothing. I wish I had can, my I sound can, effect queued up. I, I know, the, dude, that, that was beautiful. Yeah, brother. I almost, almost got like a tear yeah. coming to my eye right there. Like, yeah, we, we can't forget that Christ is king over every sphere that's of right. government, right? From the self-government to the family government, to the church government and to the civil government. So just echoing what Jerry said, yeah. like, remember who Jesus is. Remember who is in control. Uh, gird your loins, men, Act like men and go preach the gospel straight up. Yeah. Amen to that, brothers. Well, listen, thank you guys again for coming on to the show. Definitely been a pleasure and uh, and definitely blessed to have you guys and, and definitely excited about the connection, man. I, I thank God that we could partner some more and, and, and work out some more things. And I love to have repeat guests. So, you know, we might get you back on and, uh, and, and definitely grateful for the friendship. To the Bar listeners, make sure you check out your favorite podcast, The Bar Podcast, every Tuesday. And if you were in in Inside the bar, bar VIP, you actually got to listen to this live as we recorded it. And so uh, if you want to sign up for Inside the Bar VIP, it's only $5 a month, less than a cup, cup of coffee from Starbucks. And make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com, check out all of the shows, go to thebargear.com to pick up some bar gear. And make sure you check out Cultish, pick up their gear. They got some gear that launched. I saw it. It looks good. I got to get something uh, on, on down here, maybe even a sticker. But either way, God bless you guys. And we are out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.